Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. Alyssa Freeman. Alyssa PR. She is with us now, public relations consultant. Alyssa, thanks for the time. Hope you're doing well. Do you want to know a secret? There you go. What a beautiful <laughs> song. It is perfect. Uh, I'd love to know uh, what we're uh, going to talk about. <laughs> exactly. And I'd like to be on the fly, uh, fly on the wall of uh, a board meeting with uh, the Kielberger brothers. What are your thoughts on their, uh, the interview that they did on uh, CTV? Uh, I thought they started, I thought they were playing the victim card. I don't, I'm not sure it did them any favors. What are your thoughts? Well, first of all, let's back up here and talk about how that interview came about. So the, obviously everybody and their brother uh, was offering this Kielbergers a chance to tell their side of the story. That's what any media outlet is going to say to you when they want to get this very huge get. And right now the Kielbergers are a big get. So they land on CTV probably because they felt that the coverage would be more in their favor. And maybe they've already had a previous relationship and they maybe have already worked with Lisa Laflamme. So they trusted her. Now, the only way if I was advising the Kielbergers that they should do this type of interview is if you get the questions first. There is no way they didn't know those questions, Scott, because you can tell by their answers. They were not surprised by any questions. Yeah. I thought the questions were very fair. Lisa LaFlam is a great interviewer. Like she yep. hurts with, oh, you know, how do you feel about this? And then she goes, yeah, but you know what? This doesn't make sense. So she did do her job. There is no doubt she did do her job. But those questions were practiced and they were rehearsed. Yeah. They just rehearsed it seemed kind language. of soft to me watching. And I thought the same thing, just the way the whole set was set up and the we signage everywhere. You could tell this was pre-planned. A hundred percent. And the way they answered, their demeanor, they weren't surprised by anything. And, you know, it was very interesting. They kind of threw the liberals over the, under the bus. And the one way they did that was by saying, well, I wish that the people who were recused were recused. Mm-hmm. And to say that they didn't know what the value of the contract was going to be until they heard it in the media, oh, I don't think so. Those yeah. Kielberger boys, they are savvy, and they have a lot of real estate in Toronto. And quite honestly, you don't even know how much real estate they have in Toronto. It's millions. It's just not the building that they have where their headquarters are, Scott. There is a ton. There are, from what I understand, there's a lot of real estate. So not to know what the value of a contract was um, seems a little disingenuine to me. Did they play the victim card? Yeah, they did. Uh, But they did it in sort of a very empathetic and golly gosh darn gee way. And that, again, is... Is it a golly gosh darn gene way, or is it a spoiled spoon-in-the-mouth elitism that we're seeing with the current government just extended? Well, you know, that is a really long line to walk there to get to that conclusion. So I'm trying. For me to do that, and that's, and that's very subjective, right? That's clearly very subjective. And, you know, what they're doing, the narrative that I'm hearing a lot as well, what started in the kitchen of their, of, you know, their parents' house has now turned into this monolith, and now what they'll be left with is the legacy of hashtag we scandal. And they even had a, an answer for that and saying, well, there's still a lot of good they did. And, and you know that they were allowed the parameters to say what good they did because they went through a litany of what they've done in terms of, you know, the clean water wells and the schools and, and what they've done in a lot of third world countries and providing economic and business opportunities uh, for all, all sorts of people. So they were allowed to get into what their good works were. And I think that if this was really, you know, like a 60-minute interview, which, as we know, is edited six ways to Sunday in order to skew the narrative the way 60 Minutes wants. This was not that. 
this was not that. This was to um, offer equal airtime so that uh, Lisa Laflamme could ask her questions and that the Kielbergers were allowed to yep. answer them in a rehearsed and practice way. Yeah, they want a platform to get their side of the story out. Uh, their reasoning for this, they said they're victims of COVID-19 and the political fallout of all of this, when in fact, isn't the truth here, if they didn't get this deal from the government, this almost billion dollars, they were bankrupt, they were toast. I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I think that they still had a ton of corporate support uh, prior right. to that. I don't and that agree. all left when the bad when the baggage started. Right, like that all left afterwards. So that corporate support was still there, and it was wide-ranging. You know, many mm-hmm, of the media outlets who are writing about the We Charity all have to say that XX Media Outlet is a, was a supporter of, you know, We Day or the We Charity. So they had their fingers in many, many pots and in many, many corporate suites all across the country and, quite honestly, all across the world. And the one thing that they, you know, when they said, again, well, we wish people had recused themselves. And then, you know, you had Bill Morneau saying, oh, listen, I I see this outstanding payment of, I just wrote a check for $41,000. You know, when I heard, saw that clip again, I thought, that must be nice. (laughs) Yeah, really, eh? I'll handle that. No problem. I'm pretty relaxed. So, I mean, when there's stuff like that, that is what smacks of elitism to me. I mean, you know, here you have the Minister of Finance, and clearly he's done well in his life, and he also married very well in his life. And, and you know, to say that, well, I took out my checkbook today and wrote a check for $41,000. Uh, oh, okay. So, you know, that's when you talk about elitism and, you know, ways that the average Canadian cannot relate. There's that. But, you know, Scott, there's also, this is a big wake-up call for all charities. Yeah, good point. Yeah. How does this affect the Prime Minister moving forward, especially as we head into a throne speech in September 23rd? I don't think Canadians are going to forget it uh, so easily, but will they forgive? Because Canadians have forgiven uh, Justin Trudeau for many transgressions, for blackface, for SNC-Lavalin, for Omar Khadr. So, you know, you can go down the list on how many things that uh, were, uh, you know, vacations uh, with the Aga Khan. So how many times they breached uh, ethics, but everybody just says, okay. Um, that's okay because I'm getting Serb and I'm doing just fine and I'm living sort of a very quiet life and I would like mm. that to go on. So the Liberals know that as, as long as they keep handing out money, that Canadians will be on their side. There are many people, you know, there's a portion of the country that doesn't agree with that, but Canadians have had a tremendous tolerance for Justin Trudeau and the, um, you know, the, the things that he has had to go through. So we'll see if that continues. But I've always said, and you and I have discussed this, the charitable, this, this charitable issue is something that Canadians understand. They didn't really understand SNC-Lavalin because it's very complicated. But they do understand this. And there was even an editorial in the Globe and Mail the other day that said, Canadians, don't let Justin Trudeau uh, let you forget about we. How does the the Prime Minister position himself on the WE collapse? Because obviously there was uh, the situation uh, prior to uh, the awarding of this contract and then obviously the cancelling of it, and then boom, uh, WE collapses. Uh, does he have to provide a statement? What, how, how can you just walk away from that and, and just say, you know, all the best? That's what he'll say, and that's what he's always said. He'll have one line to say, and then he will say it. 
it's unfortunate it didn't work out. I still think that they probably would have been the best um, way to, in order to keep, you know, Canadian students employed. And there were some missteps, and I'm sorry that it happened that way. Boom. In, out. You know, Any legalities here, do you think? Well, I, you know, I still think that the Ethics Council is, is probably still going to look at that. But, you know, there's been many times when, you know, this government has been able to circumvent that. And, and I don't know. I think it depends what people want to pursue, what the opposition wants to pursue, and whether they want to spend Canadians' time and money on it. So there's that. It, isn't it odd that all of these or most of these situations with this prime minister are all self-inflicted? Well, you know, Scott, I often tell my clients that when it comes to crises, half the time you do it to yourself. And that, and and you're right, some of this is self-inflicted. Blackface is self-inflicted. Running around India with different, eight different costume changes a day is self-inflicted. But he has a staff around him. And I, I often think that, you know, the staff is smart. They would be there if they weren't. But sometimes what the staff says to a head of state or to their boss, in this case, the prime minister, is not always something that he'll agree with. And I think there are times when Justin Trudeau said, you know what, you say this, I'm going to say that. And we'll just deal with the fallout. And I often think that that happens, to be quite honest. Alyssa Freeman has been with us, public relations consultant, Alyssa PR, and we didn't even get a chance to talk to uh, about Woodward and Trump, but we will uh, do that oh, next week. I think there'll Aly- be plenty of time next week to do that, Scott. <laughs> yeah, we're just getting to the tip of that iceberg. Alyssa <laughs> Freeman, thanks so much for the time. Be well. Have a great weekend. And you too, Scott. Thanks for having me. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.